Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. I'm Angela Dawn of Authentic Heart Coaching. I'm a tantric sex coach and I do both desire-based coaching and intimacy training for individuals and couples. And I'm Katie Wilkinson of Katie Coaches. I do sex, love, and relationship coaching for men, helping them create deeper connection that they're craving in their marriage and relationships. So today's question comes from a listener who's found that their sex drive is definitely not aligned with their partners. She says, what do you recommend when your partner's sex drive is very high and yours is a lot lower? Sex isn't that important to me, but I feel like he's obsessed with it and wants it all the time. Ooh, so I think there's a qualifying question, right? When this comes up and, and that's, was your libido mismatched from the outset, right? If libido was mismatched from the outset, there are a ton of reasons it could be. Right, that's such an important distinction there. And if it was mismatched from the outset, you know, one of the reasons can be hormone fluctuations that can be influenced by age, by your partner's um, menstrual cycle, if she has one, by medications, by diet and exercise, or by other health factors. You know, this isn't an exhaustive list. I'm sure there are a litany of other things that can come to play when, you know, we're dealing with hormones. Right. I mean, this is really a, a big thing to like try to expound upon and narrow the areas. And, and really the key here is awareness, um, just being aware of these natural factors and being willing to discuss this with your partner and seek medical answers. If that's something that is a possibility, like if it's truly hormonal, um, though, I think that's probably a less likely reason. <laughs> You know, we're taught to like immediately reach for a medical diagnosis for everything, but personally, I believe that can make it too easy to ignore whatever the underlying causes are. Like if you're just, sure. if you're just looking to treat those surface level symptoms, you can really miss a lot that's underneath of that. And that happens so frequently with sexual issues as you and I know, Angela. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the model, right. We know the model in Western medicine, right? There's a problem and we, we take a drug or, or we do um, an operation or an exercise or whatever. And then it's, fixed <laughs> right. without like looking at what's the emotional stuff happening under there. What's the psychological stuff? What's, you know, a, a much more comprehensive sort of holistic right. approach to it. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, something else to consider when it comes to a mismatched sex drive is the possibility of predilection. And by that, I mean the natural inclination to want more or less sex. And this can be purely biological. It could be, um, really, there could also be a socially conditioned element to it. Absolutely. Especially if you grew up in, you know, say a sex-friendly household, which we know those are more rare, but pretend yeah. you grew up in a sex-friendly household that taught you that pleasure was a good thing versus you're growing up in a household or in a community learning that sex is dirty, sex is wrong and bad and sinful and wanting it, you know, says X, Y, Z about you as a person individually. You know, mm -hmm. maybe you learned that sex is dangerous. Maybe you learned that sex is supposed to hurt. That's certainly something that I learned the first time, you know, mm -hmm. before I had intercourse for the first time was like, oh, okay, well, you know, your quote unquote cherry is going to pop and there's going to be blood everywhere and it's going to hurt a lot. And mm -hmm. you just work through the pain and, you know, or that some people are also, um, they absorb the idea that like having sex with someone is taking something from them, that you're mm -hmm. permanently changing their body or you're permanently changing their sense of personhood. You know, mm -hmm. often, often people have so much more internalized, um, like both in feelings of shame and feelings of unsafety around sex than they realize. And this can teach the body over time to start shutting down really 
feelings of sexual interest and feelings of sexual pleasure. You know, a person's body might also learn that um, it might learn to not want sex if sex has been dangerous for that person in the past, or if it doesn't feel like a choice where they can genuinely say yes when they mean yes, or more importantly, saying no when they mean no mm-hmm. without consequences there. Because our nervous systems are really good at convincing us that we don't <laughs> like things when they feel unsafe to us a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. So this is just like another place where discussion with your partner is absolutely needed. Like there might be some obvious answers if you're looking uh, for reasons, right? But if you want to overcome the aspects, that's where like therapy and or coaching comes in. So couples therapy can be great for facilitating this kind of discussion. Just having a third party is helpful. Like if talking about the past is touchy or there's any sense of blame. Yes. And coaching specifically can help people identify the reasons that a person might inadvertently be blocking themselves from having a more vibrant, pleasurable sexual experience, or vice versa, where a person has an overactive um, sexuality that's causing problems because it feels like it's out of their control. Right, which is less common, but it's, you know, it happens, yeah. Right. And in some cases, it's not actually the sex itself that's the problem, so much as the unmet emotional or maybe psychological needs that the person is trying to get met through that sex. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes sex <laughs> is just yeah. the vehicle through which someone is trying to cope with something else. Right. And that's actually something that comes up a lot in my work where someone will come to me saying, you know, oh, my partner and I, we have such a great relationship. Everything's fantastic, except for this one sex problem. And I'm like, I have some other questions to ask because a lot of the time it's actually, it's not sex that's the problem. It's okay, sex is really just the battlefield. Their bed becomes the battlefield where the actual problems like maybe unmet emotional needs or a lack of connection or something like that, where it's just playing out through their bodies and through that Mm -hmm. physical interaction between them. Because all relationships need open, honest, effective communication to thrive. I know we've talked about this at length. previous episodes too. Mm. And this can be so tough to do when you and your partner aren't aware of which of your emotional needs might not be being met in the way that you need them to, or you might not be aware of the triggers that are coming up in the relationship. So coaching can be a really fantastic way to sort of look under the hood of your relationship and see what's actually hiding beneath the surface and keeping you stuck in old patterns that are no longer serving you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, I, I was, uh, I was getting my nails done the other day and talking <laughs> with my nail technician about, you know, problems that she had had with her um, boyfriend and they were, they were sexual problems. And, and she was describing it to me and I said, huh, sounds like anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like an actually a sexual problem, right? You know, I mean, the, so like getting in with a coach and looking under the hood, I, lo- I love that idea. Um, and then, you know, if the issue is or could be around past sexual experiences, that could mean that it's about trauma, right? And I would say that you definitely want to seek, uh, you know, a pretty traditional therapy route um, it, for capital T trauma, right? Like you had a traumatic experience, or maybe if you have complex PTSD around some issue that you grew up with. Um, so if you're dealing with trauma, you're going to want to get that individual therapy and maybe some couples therapy around it. And I would say that coaching is more for finding the blocks or the internal objections and, and moving past them. 
Right. And coaching is also going to be like, you can find a coach who's trauma informed, but you want it. Like there's a huge difference between a person being trauma informed versus specifically having that additional training in trauma. And that's exactly, if you're looking for a therapist, you want someone who has that specific extra training in trauma. Right. And so people can take either or both routes, right? So uh, a lot of times if you're having these kind of issues, you want to do both things, right? You want to have an individual therapist that's helping you work on your trauma. And then you want to have a coach um, helping you work with your partner, right? Either way, using a third party to help will really move the discussion forward and, and help everybody have a better understanding of where each person is coming from. Yep. And a lot of people do both therapy and coaching at the same mm-hmm. time. The two of them can pair really well together and synergistically for a more comprehensive approach to healing. Mm-hmm. So back back to the mismatched libido. Yeah. Another thing that can happen is when you're leaving the honeymoon phase of your relationship. And I first heard about this concept from Layla Martin, who I think credits Annie Lala for it. But essentially, if you notice that your partner's libido is diminishing after the first six months to two years of the relationship, and you might notice this in yourself too, you know, where suddenly things are starting to feel different in a bad way, it may be because the rosy lenses of projection are starting to wear off, meaning that you're both experiencing each other as your really more real authentic selves for the first time and not mm-hmm. so much to the like idealized fantasy pedestal version of each other from when the relationship started. This is where the tinting is starting to wear off on those rose colored lenses. And then you're like, oh shit, this isn't the same person I thought I was with. What changed? You know, maybe this person changed and it's incredibly common at that point for um, couples to break up somewhere in that, you know, up to two year range where they are just discovering this for the first time and thinking, oh, you know, either this person changed or maybe I picked the wrong person. I'll just start over with someone new <laughs> and these same patterns repeat. Yeah, I, I learned about this idea um, as NRE or new relationship energy. Uh, people talk about it a lot in um, open relationship and polyamory communities. Um, you know, and it's like, okay, the person didn't change, but you know, they're not living up to the idealized version of them that you fell in love with in your brain. Right. So there's this, this NRE factor and it like kind of wearing off, right. Your projection is going away. And that's why if a relationship is important to us, we have to be actively cultivating our own sexuality and the sexuality we share with that partner and, um, paying attention to and cultivating the whole container of the relationship, right? Because it's not just about the sex. Um, so th- there's the excitement of a new relationship and when that begins to wear off and it, it's like maybe nothing's left, right? If we haven't built something else to continue on there, right? So it's important to continue with or start doing, if you haven't started yet, activities that promote closeness. So like thinking, maybe thinking about what kinds of things you were doing in the beginning of the relationship that you might not be doing now. And there are other things we can do too, if we find ourselves in an established relationship where the mismatched libido is a problem. You know, one example that I love to give people for this is taking the emphasis off of penis and vagina sex specifically. Like you're taking the Mm -hmm. emphasis off of expecting one person's body to be able to receive something internally from the other person's body. And even just taking the emphasis off of sex at all and instead emphasizing pleasure and tracking pleasure. Yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite homework assignments to give to someone to be like, okay, this time I want you to, if you're feeling open to it, if your body's feeling a yes to it and your partner's is too, 
to start tracking pleasure, to start go to be playful with each other, but not have the intention that it's going to lead to any sort of intercourse. You know, in fact, I'd like to tell you just absolutely do not have intercourse this time. And more often than not, they come back the next session and they're like, well, <laughs> yes, we fucked. Oh, we had sex. <laughs> you know, like there's, it's really funny to me and not at all surprising. And I know we've talked about this at length too, in other episodes where when sex becomes goalless, your body starts to want it a lot more because it feels so safe and so open and more playful. And it just like, it takes the burden off. It's going to allow that sexual energy to flow much more freely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody likes to do what they're told to do really, you know, (laughs) some of my boys do, but that's another thing. Right. (laughs) Unless that's your kink, right? Um, Yeah. So, and of course, if you're working on the container of the relationship and like going back to the habits you may have had early on and then doing these things that Katie just uh, uh, suggested about like making the the pleasure sessions you have with your partner goalless and perhaps also including couples therapy or coaching into the mix makes a lot of sense. So say you're, you know, in a relationship, you're doing all of these things and it's still not working. So you're wondering, okay, Katie and Angela, what's next? Yeah, yeah. So if the issue is unlikely to be resolved, right, there are two options. You're either going to end the relationship or pursue other ways of partner satisfaction, right? So hopefully, you know, if it's, you know, if it feels aligned to you, you've tried all those other things like making sex goalless and getting personal therapy and working with coaches and so forth. And then you can either end things or pursue other ways of being sexually satisfied if that mismatch is still continuing to exist. So one option would be opening up the relationship. Now, that's not something that I suggest to folks that have relational problems, right? If you've done your coaching and you've done your therapy and there's actually no relational problem, it's just truly one person wants more sex than the other, opening up a relationship can be a way to fix that, right? Or, um, you know, to meet an unmet need. Similarly, masturbation can be a great way to learn how to meet your own uh, sex needs. And also um, perhaps steering your sex towards things that are of particular interest to the low libido partner. So let's say you're the partner that has the higher libido and really wants sex. And then the lower libido partner particularly enjoys sex in a certain scenario or a certain style or a certain time of day or a certain day of the week. Um, Yeah, gear your sex together towards those things that are oriented toward the low libido partner's wishes. Um, another thing, another strategy is that the higher libido, libido partner can use some of that sexual energy in another way. And that's something that people don't talk about a lot, but this is something that Tantra coaching can help with is learning how to use your sexual energy as the life force that it is and using it in your business, using it in a hobby, using it in your art or another activity, right? The sexual energy doesn't have to be just applied to sex. So yeah, so if it's just an unresolvable issue, opening up, uh, masturbating, gearing your sex toward the low libido partner, and then uh, thinking about how you can channel that sexual energy differently if you're the high libido partner. So there's one more scenario we haven't touched on yet. 
What if the libido diminished at other times of the relationship too, that's unrelated to this, um, this new relationship energy? Like what, what if this has happened before, maybe in response to some life event or some other major change or for no apparent reason at all, but it has happened. This is the first time. Yeah. So, um, it sounds like what you're talking about here is sort of like mystery low libido. Like it's not medical. It's not clearly the end of NRE. Maybe it's someone's predilection or there's an unknown cause, you know, in that case, I definitely suggest coaching and or therapy to get to the bottom of it. But most likely the cause is what Katie is stress. Stress is absolutely huge and it can cause people's sex drives to plummet or dry up completely. Or for some folks, it can have the complete opposite effect where it causes it to rapidly shoot up in short bursts. And that's where it can become more of a burden. <laughs> yeah, I'm I just raised my hand. The listeners can't see that. I'm the total opposite of you, Angela. Like for me, I, I just, I would shut down completely. I'm like, I'm stressed. Don't touch me. Overstimulating. Just, I'm going to go sit in a dark room for a while. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I'm stressed. Let's have sex. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So this can be a really beautiful invitation for uh, you or your partner or both of you to really take time to look at the stresses that are in your life. Look at the stresses that you share with each other, the stresses that are in the relationship. Um, and also evaluate where your energy is being spent during the day. Mm-hmm. Look at how your emotions have been feeling. Look at uh, things that you haven't said or haven't released to your partner or just in general or to other people in your life. Um, also look to see if there's any resentment um, that maybe you haven't addressed or you've been thinking about. Maybe it's in the back of your mind, something that's been kind of nagging you. Even if it feels like a very small annoyance, that can also show up in your sex drive. And that will start to grow more and more the longer that it goes unaddressed. And this is the kind Mm -hmm. of, like, you'd want to address it directly rather than like a more passive aggressive approach or kind of hinting at it because your partner might have no idea. And then it just continues to grow on its own. So it really takes some time to look inward and just notice what pressures might be on you. Your responsibility, this can be your own unmet needs. This might be what's happening with your family, with your work, with your friends, et cetera. Yeah. And it could just be something as simple as, oh, you're in grad school and this is like when your papers are due, right? You know, and that might make one person's libido go up and another person's libido go down. Um, So just really being aware of the calendar and what stresses there are in your life right now. Absolutely. So with that said, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode for today. What are our takeaways, Angela? All right. So there are a huge variety of reasons that a couple runs into this mismatch when it comes to libido. So it could be a medical reason. Never hurts to get that checkup, right? It could be a diminishing new relationship energy, could be stress or perhaps some other circumstances that changed in the relationship could just be different needs and expectations. And the main idea here, I think, is that like when you're having problems like this, just be sure to communicate, be understanding, work on it together, and definitely consider couples counseling or finding a couples coach to help you out with that. And that's all for this episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. Thank you for joining us. And you can follow us on Spotify, Apple, and on YouTube. If you'd like more great information on sex, love, and relationships, be sure to follow us on social media. I am at Authentic Heart Coaching on Instagram, and I am AuthenticHeartCoach.com on the web.
And I am at Katie Coaches on Instagram, and my website is katiecoaches.com. So if you like what you've heard here and you want to explore more, uh, and I would absolutely love to mention here that we've got our Pussy Whispering Masterclass that's available, which actually includes um, an expansion on a number of the things that we did bring up over this episode today. The masterclass is available on demand, and it's really great for both men and for hetero or hetero-ish couples who are really ready to bring the woman to her best orgasms yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the idea of it being for a couple, right? Because, uh, you know, we get to be the teachers and both people get to learn because it's not like this information uh, should be kept for women, from women, or that all know, all women know it, right? Um, I also want to plug my meditation for better sex classes. Those are ongoing every other Tuesday night in Severna Park. Um, I've also got tantric honeymoon experiences for couples coming up in 2023. There's a link um, in my link uh, tree there too. And I've got a Patreon going for my 20 something group. So if you're in the 18 to 29 year old range and you want your sex questions answered in kind of a private container with other 20 year olds, that's just right for you. All right, and we'll see you next time on Quickies with Angela and Katie.